Hey guys, Sasha Mac Management. I wanted to do a video about what happened on Wednesday at the Capitol, and I wanted to touch on two topics. I wanted to first touch on what I'm seeing a lot of this shock where it's unprecedented. It hasn't happened in hundreds of years. I can't think of a time. So I'm going to remind you of a time because I think it's important for all of us, no matter what your race is, if you're a part of the same ideology as me, it's to stay woke and stay aware, stay present and not be a revisionist. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is I heard a lot of comparison to uh, Black Lives Matter protests last year and how the police treated the protesters last year. But I think um, as a Washingtonian, the first thing that came to my mind was something different and something that happened in the city that I think is a great comparison to how police treat um, people of color and how police treated uh, the people yesterday. But first, I wanted to start off with, I um, downloaded a map of the city city because I thought it was important if you're watching the news and you're not from DC you're really not understanding what is going on and where they move from so I thought this would be helpful so the pro-Trump rally started on the ellipse which is where the red line is that's where you heard and saw President Trump uh, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr specifically President Trump saying and we're gonna storm down to the Capitol and we're gonna take them with strength because that's the only thing they understand so that avalanche of people coming from that red line took Pennsylvania Avenue which is the blue line holding their Confederate flags and their Nazi flags and just a whole bunch of shit that should make everyone step back and say holy shit this is the stuff you read about this is not happening right now but it has happened but it still should make you pause because when you see people moving with confederate flags throughout the united states of america it should make anyone in 2021 really either go register for a weapon of your own or be even more a part of our political uh, system to make sure that the levers are in place that we can't go back here. Because things like this, this is cyclical. These are things that have happened before. And I wanna I wanna go back there. And I thought it was so important. So everyone is talking about um this is unprecedented. This has never happened. I'm nobody's sheep. So I have to research and look for myself. And what I found is that in 1925, the KKK stormed Washington, D.C. and had 50,000 Ku Klux Klan members and their families descend upon Washington, D.C. Now you say 1925, oh, that was so long ago, but Betty White was born in 1922. So it wasn't that long ago. And it actually shocked me being from D.C. I was like, wow. I mean, you hear about the Martin Luther King riots. There's so many things. But I didn't know that some of the paranoias my grandmother has, and I'm like, ah, are for good reason. Because she was born at this time. So in 1925, this was Washington, D.C. as well. So how can we realistically say to ourselves that, 
oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. No, that is what happens. White supremacists and nationalist groups, they go dormant and then they re-emerge with a new modern, like, hmm, maybe during uh, the lynching eras, they made black men out to be barbarian and maybe in more modern times, they made it more of 100% Americanism. They use whistles like that, like times have changed in that way. But look at this, this is 1925, a parade through Washington DC and they had the forethought of logistically planning um, lines so that aerially you could catch the K in KKK. And I think that anyone that pretends like this didn't happen or like this was so long ago, you're really living in a fantasy world. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, where is it? Where is it? How did this happen in 1925? Especially because we think of the Klan like the Klan went away. No, the Klan went away in 1870 and then re-emerged. They re-emerged after a movie called The Birth of a Nation. Not this birth of a nation. This is the redo that everyone ran out to the movie theaters to see. What was that? 2017? Was that 2000? I think it was 2017 when everybody ran out to see Birth of a Nation. So this, the newer version of Birth of a Nation was actually made, and this is why you have to be careful about being a revisionist, of trying to revise history, because then we'll forget those things that happened. We'll forget the um, catalyst to a lot of things that happened in the past. And by the way, I, I do think that they did a bad job. If you see the original, it was kind of one of those things that I wish would have been left dormant. I don't need you to create equity with a film like this. So this isn't the birth of the nation that uh, spawned the KKK. The birth of the nation, the original birth of a nation from uh, the 19, 1915, I think it was, this was the cover of it. Let me make this a little bigger. Hold on. Can I do this? Oh, goodness. Uh, wait a minute. I gotcha. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. I can't make it bigger. Sorry. This is the original Birth of a Nation. Do you see this guy? Do you see the Ku Klux Klan guy? with the hat that's made out of the Capitol. And in the movie, the original Birth of a Nation, um, oh, it was such a horribly racist movie. They had, um, of course, it was a, like a silent film in a way. They um, had black people, when black people run Congress, uh, they got to write an act that you must wear shoes because, of course, black people are so barbaric. And then the white people, the white Confederates come in and they save the day. So this led to the resurgence of the KKK. And in 1925, when they had the protests that I just showed you earlier, these ones, hold on, these ones, the KKK had... 5.5 million dues-paying members. That means 5.5 million people paid dues to the KKK at this time. 5 million were men, 500 
thousand were women. Now, my question there is, black people after slavery are still working, putting in the good works to build generational wealth. But for some reason, we are under the illusion of grandeur that people that were, that 5.5 million of the population in 1925 is not also working through generational racism, you know, generational hate. We're turning a generational wealth on our end and on their end, they have to deal with the reality and really deal with generational hate. This was in 1925. I mean, I can't be convinced that, you know, this is so unprecedented. No, it's not. It's something that we all need to be aware of and something that we all need to make sure that we're putting those levers in place in our communities to say that's not welcomed here. That when you hear those dog whistles to speak up. So let me get into the second thing before I get too preachy. The second thing I wanted to talk about. A lot of people uh, were comparing Black Lives Matter and how the protesters were treated to how um, the um, rioters were treated. I do agree with that. However, I think that I the comparison that came to my mind was a little bit different. So there was a woman in 2013, her name was Miriam Carey, that's Miriam. Miriam was, she wasn't from DC, she was, I believe, a dental tech or something like that. She was pregnant, no, she had just had her baby, she was dealing with postpartum psychosis. So Miriam drove into the White House gate she got stopped by the barrier because you can't technically drive through those barriers. She had a car. She hit the barrier, backed up, tried to make a U-turn. They chased her for 12 blocks before shooting her with her um, child in the car. This is a person that was dealing with mental illness, but also one woman with her 18-month-old daughter in the car after hitting the barrier, reversing, they followed her 12 blocks and then shot her. There is a comparison for you. That hundreds of thousands of people in a full insurrection on the Capitol and one woman was shot. One woman in a car that hit a barrier that couldn't even go through the barrier. You could shoot the tires. They chased her down and they shot her and killed her in her car. I want you guys to check this out because I um, found her and it's so crazy. I was talking to my sister. We were talking about um, what happened on Wednesday and she said, remember that black lady a couple of years ago? And I was like, oh my God, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, hold on. That lady, they literally shot her in that car and she was running away. But you had people running at you. And that was the scene that we saw. But I want you guys to check this out, this news clip really quickly. Oh, I can't see it. Hold on. Oh, it's ready. It's ready. 
All right. Let's check on now. This morning, the sisters of the woman who was shot and killed by Capitol Police just days ago are now speaking out to ABC News. They're giving us a clearer picture of Miriam Carey, a mother with a history of mental illness. Her sisters argue she did not deserve to die. ABC's Gio Benitez is on the story. Good morning. Good morning to you, Dan. The sisters are on a mission for answers, and now they're sitting down with us. And you're about to see these two women are remarkably composed. Overnight, the sisters of Miriam Carey telling us she was a loving mother who had dreams of being a teacher and a dentist, not a criminal. Was she a violent person? No, she wasn't. But police say they were forced to shoot and kill the 34-year-old Thursday in the nation's capital. Even though she had no weapon in the car, police say Carey's black infinity was weapon enough after ramming into White House barricades. Carrie's one-year-old daughter, Erica, right there in the car with her. She didn't have any political agenda. She didn't hate her country, anything like that. She wasn't a terrorist. She did have a diagnosis of postpartum depression with psychosis. She was on medication. The sisters are speaking from unique backgrounds. Amy Carey Jones is a registered nurse, and Valerie Carey is a retired NYPD sergeant. Officers had enough time to assess the occupants of the vehicle. They actually not only just put someone in harm's way, they, they took someone's life. Postpartum depression is so common that one in 10 women will experience it. But the psychosis made Carrie's case much more severe. Mental illness um, really should have more attention. Sources say that. But that wasn't enough. But that wasn't enough. We live in a democracy and we preach diplomacy, but some things you have to sit back and say, hmm. So Miriam Carey could get shot in a car with her daughter in the back, but these people got escorted back out. I will remind you that during that 1925 Ku Klux Klan march, that there were people in power at that time that were Klan members. There are people in power now that may not have the same interest in you, no matter what they show you on TV, even people that will agree with you in your face. I just wanted to take the time to kind of walk through what my thought process was because these are unsettling times, but they are not unprecedented times. I hope that people continue to unite, continue to advocate, understand that even so in the past, no movement like this has had longevity or succeeded. However, Dr. Martin Luther King's pil prayer pilgrimage to freedom, give us the ballot, did work. So just remember that. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. I can't believe that that happened. Uh, yeah. See ya.